0: Historically, the role of social impact bonds have been downplayed when compared to other areas of ESG investing. However, the COVID-19 crisis triggered a sudden increase in issuance. In April, $12.7 billion worth of social bonds were issued around the world, more than the total amount raised in 2019. Joining us today to give more insight into the new bond market entrants, we have Chris Wigley. ESG Fixed Income Portfolio Manager, Viola Lutz, Head of Investor Consulting Climate at ISS ESG, and Federico Pezzolato, Sustainable Finance Business Development Manager at ISS ESG. Thank you all so much for joining. So Chris, let's start with you. In terms of the role that COVID-19 bonds are playing now in solving the current crisis. How have they been performing so far? And let's look at this from a global perspective and let's see who's outperforming whom, if you will, in the various regions.
1: Yes, it's very interesting. If we go back to the beginning of March, there were no COVID-19 response bonds issued at all. But since then, we've seen an incredible amount of activity. So there may have been about 40 to 50 different bonds issued, amounting to about 70 billion in total. And there are perhaps three types. There are COVID-19 social bonds, there are COVID-19 sustainability bonds, and there are COVID-19 general proceeds bonds as well. And over time, more and more of those bonds have complied to standards such as social bonds and sustainability bonds. But also, if we take a a regional view, we can see that there have been COVID-19 response bonds issued around the world. So there have been bonds issued to cater for the needs in South America, uh, and also Africa, uh, and also Europe, and also Asia as well. So we have a very vibrant market here. And in terms of uh, market uh, numbers, um, since the the middle of March, uh, we've seen credit spreads actually tighten generally for the market uh, for supranationals by about 20 basis points. And we've seen the same behavior as well from COVID 19 response bonds. So credit splits there have tightened between 10 and 30 basis points also.
0: So, Viola, I want to get you in here to really get an understanding of the difference that investments in COVID bonds are really making right now. You're in the climate space, you have a keen insight into what's happening in the space, what's really making a difference and what's really moving the needle. Can you let us know if you see a big difference being made with these new COVID-19 bonds? And if so, what kind of difference do you see?
2: Absolutely, and and many thanks for having me on today. Maybe briefly, in terms of my participation today, in that in my responsibility of head of investor consulting climate, I also oversee in general our SPO operations and methodology. SPO means second party opinion on exactly social and green bond issuance. I would say we definitely see a big difference that is being made with these COVID-19 bonds. And one of the key elements that I would highlight is the emergence of the S, so the social element within the ESG space, and an increased prominence of social topics. And I think the COVID-19 Bonds are putting the finger on a very, very important topic more generally, I think, that ESG can make statements about. And that is also about economic equality and job security. Because a number of these COVID-19 bonds that we see issued are, of course, on the topic of health. So what you would be assuming in terms of um, enlarging hospital capacity, creating vaccines and the like. But the other side and the other elements that are strongly covered by these COVID-19 bonds are topics that really relate to this um, job security, training people, and making sure that all all employees of corporates do have a good economic standing. And I do think that is moving the needle because it's a topic, you know, that relates to inequality within countries, but also, of course, between countries, Um, and it relates to very much how the workforce of a company is treated. And I think what the COVID-19 bonds and the coronavirus crisis in general has exposed that on these topics, we do have quite some way still to go. So I do think that these topics now get a lot of prominence in the context of this crisis, but they will accompany us for quite a while to come.
0: So you mentioned a really good point. You talk about the S, the social aspects. And I'm just wondering if we take a look at where we are now and where we expect to be by 2021, based on phenomena we've seen previously, what kind of difference moving forward do you expect this particular episode to be able to have in terms of worker-employee treatment, as you just mentioned, and then in terms of the COVID piece, and maybe Federico, um, Federico, you might want to chime in on this, how do you think this will last and continue as it relates to us, other countries, continuing to create these sorts of bonds and these sorts of financial tools? We know this is not going to be the last pandemic that we see. How will we see this persisting
2: in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a very good question. I mean, Taking one step back, one element that I think I would highlight in the context of the COVID-19 bonds is that yet again, the sustainability bond market has shown that it has the ability to be quite creative and adaptive. And I think COVID-19 bonds have shown that the sustainability bond markets more in general can address emerging issues um, based on this ability. In terms of specifically speaking as to, well, I mean, there's always a little element of hope certainly mixed into this. But what I hope to see, just very practically speaking in terms of statistics, so I was curious about the very same question myself. So we did a couple of analysis. We have as a corporate rating provider, ESG, data on what are, for example, um, policies from corporates, on employment security and the types of employment so that means part-time versus full-time or only temporary contracts and on topics like training and education and a whopping majority of corporates does have a training and education policies that we would consider poor or at the very best medium so i think once these type of problems are exposed i certainly would hope that corporates continue to address that. And to briefly also make the link to climate change and green topics in that context, I think social topics have also gained prominence when you speak about climate change. And the key word to look out for in this context is the just transition. And training and education will be very much key to all the companies out there that are not aligned with the climate target that will need to change what products and services um, they bring out to the market and the way they operate. So I think training and education is very much key in the context of, of COVID, but I think we will also see this S component to continue to be of of relevance in the climate discussion to come.
0: So the S component, component will continue to be relevant for us in the future. What do you say, Federico and Chris, about the financial component? Do you see that we are starting a trend now where we are responding to pandemics using financial tools in a way that we haven't before? How do you see this continuing to the future?
3: Uh well, t- thanks for the question. I think that uh we'll see uh the, the experience that we are having with COVID-19 bonds is something a sort of, of of a bridge uh that has been offered by the different market players to the needs uh, and to the challenges of this uh, uh, pandemic. Uh as, as Viola said clearly, the market has demonstrated to be really. Uh, creative and flexible, also to accept new formats, and you think about new instruments to tackle these, uh, uh, these emergency. What we are seeing with uh, talking with different uh, uh, financial institutions that are interested in issuing uh, uh, COVID-19 bonds is that uh, we will see the you know the long tail of these of this activity also in the future. Probably we won't have you know uh, any more uh, bonds that are strictly related to the pandemic itself but we still need to adapt our systems uh, to be more more, uh, resilient uh, adapt our uh, business models in order to recover uh, the conditions that we had uh, uh, in the the past before before the pandemic Um, and so we see more and more issuances uh, aligned uh, with the guidelines that uh, have been uh, recently updated Uh, I'm thinking about the social bond principles, for instance, that have been uh, recently released in their last version uh, by the this ICMA. Uh, so the, the, the market players have issued very quickly uh, new guidance. Investors have demonstrated to be flexible in welcoming these new uh, tools. At the beginning, we didn't see many Uh, issuances that were uh, uh, built against the recognized standard. Now we are seeing more and more, um, you know, issuances that have been uh, uh, structured in a way that is more familiar for investors. So uh, I think that we'll see uh, more issuances like that in the in the in the for in the coming months and probably coming uh, coming years because we have uh, we are facing really uh, challenges that are totally uh, unexpected uh, for for us before uh, before the pandemic
0: and what about tracking the proceeds and reporting on, on the the social impact should issuers look at a second party opinion what are other elements that really make a good covid-19 or good social bond what's the formula for that
1: Yes, if I could just uh, chip in here, I think there are two interesting trends. And the first is that um, as the COVID-19 crisis developed, we did see issuers rush to the market with COVID-19 bonds, but it didn't necessarily give them time to get their bond frameworks in place. So we saw a lot of what we call general corporate purpose COVID-19 bonds issued. But then as time has gone on, and investors have been asking more questions with regards to the use proceeds, we've seen more COVID-19 response bonds come to the market that comply to standards. And these are the standards of the social bond principles and the sustainability bond guidance too. So we're seeing higher quality COVID response bonds come to the market now. And there's two key aspects of these bonds to highlight. So as social bonds or sustainability bonds, They must um, uh, actually disclose the use of proceeds. uh, And additionally, the issuer has to undertake to report on a regular basis, normally annually. So investors get additional information here, uh, not just on how their money is going to be used, uh, but also increasingly impact metrics too. So that's one interesting uh, trend to identify, and that's the increasing quality Uh, of the COVID-19 responsible market. And the other interesting trend is that, as mentioned at the beginning, we've seen a lot of issuance indeed, maybe 40 or 50 issues in just uh, three months or so, but we can expect more social bonds to come to the market to meet the challenge of COVID-19. So for example, in Europe, uh, the European stability mechanism has said that they will issue social bonds and they're a significant issuer. Additionally, foundations in the U.S., uh, such as the Ford Foundation, have said that they're going to issue social bonds so that they can increase their payouts in this time of crisis. And certainly also, banks who have been very much involved in extending loans to SMEs, uh, they have said that they are going to issue bonds as well. BBVA, for example, in Europe uh, were one of the first, and Bank of America, they've issued Uh, also a COVID response bond. So we can look forward to a significant amount of new issuance going forward.
2: Absolutely. Maybe to to complement what what Chris said, I I strongly agree with, with all the points made. And I think specifically in terms of the transparency of the market, there is a certain, I would say, acceptance from investors or the market for the fact that a lot of the issuances related to COVID-19 have been relatively fast to the market and how you can deal with that in terms of transparency. What we certainly do see emerging is that, for example, A, as Chris said, there's still a commitment, a clear commitment to the social or the site sustainability bond principles. The other element that we increasingly see, and I think that is key for maintaining exactly the high trustworthiness and accountability of the market that the sustainability market has quite strongly worked for over the past years and that is to say okay i have to rush to the market i need to be fast this is what i can provide at the time of issuance but i am committing at the time of issuance to an external review so to a second party opinion as soon as possible after the issuance and i think that is key because what of course we need to reply to to the coronavirus crisis in a very timely manner But at the same time, it's important to protect this nascent market and ensuring trustworthiness. And how that can be done is when you look into how um, issuers can report uh, on their own issuances, of course, is yes, to adhere to the social or sustainability bond principles. But then also to be quite specific as to how they link the use of proceeds categories. So how they are spending the money that they get via the bond to Their response to COVID-19. So to clearly outline why are you calling it COVID-19 bonds, what is your rationale, what are the activities that you're financing and for example to also put that into the context of a national response plan as applicable um, to you, for example, if you're, you know, based in in Germany or in France or, but to simply link it to whatever relevant legislation there is around the COVID-19 response to really substantiate your claim of having a contribution on these topics.
0: So that's great, Viola, we talk about Understanding how the money is being used. So there's a transparency element. Then we talk about linking it to legislation, having a response plan in place. If we had to give the top three qualifications, if you will, the process, if there is interest in qualifying for a COVID 19 bond to be the issuer, what would be the top three qualifications that we should look for?
2: I would certainly say be very clear on your use of proceeds. What are you financing? and be explicit on your link. Adhere to the sustainability bond principles principles, or the social bond principles and get an external ver- verification to really show that you mean it and that your credentials are verified.
0: Excellent. And we will end it there. Thank you so very much, Chris Wigley, Viola Lutz, and Federico Pezzalato. We really appreciate your time today. We invite you to subscribe to the Refinitive Sustainability Perspectives podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your content. What did you think about the podcast? Leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for updates on our show. You can even check us out on YouTube now. Thank you for joining. See you next time.